Small Group Leader Podcast. My name is Nathan, and I'm so excited that you decided to join us today. Uh, I'm on today with Pastor Marcus down at the Hampton campus. Pastor Marcus, how are you doing? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm doing well, doing well. Um, so we we're kind of talking about it this morning and everything, but you were one of the people on staff that I just don't know your story, and you're kind of telling me some points of it, and it seems really cool. And so uh, would you just mind sharing your story of how you're able to get here to Coastal Church? Yeah, so um been here for about five years. Um, very unique um, story of how I got here. It just shows how God really works things out um, in ways that you just don't expect. I actually came here because I was getting ordained at a previous church. Mm. And uh, in order for me to move forward, we had taken the classes, went through the training, um, but we needed to do 100 hours of community service. Mm. Um, The interesting part about that was we were informed about that a month before it was due. And so there was no way I could get 100 hours. So I'm going to... Uh, Peninsula Rescue Mission. I'm going to several different churches uh, to do soup kitchens and help out. I just wasn't getting the hour. So uh, to this day, I cannot tell you what I was doing on Victory Boulevard, but in some <laughs> way I was down here and I saw Cole. So I said, you know what, let me go in there and see what they need. So I walked in and um, receptionist, uh, Martha, who's actually with the Lord now, but she was the receptionist at the, at the time. And I walked in, I said, hey, I just need some stuff to do. I'm a, I'm a soon-to-be pastor at a church, and uh, I need to do some community service, so can you give me something? So she linked me with Jeff Fry, our facilities uh, director, and um, him and I went around cleaning up the church, and I laid out some of the carpet in the in the student space. And, oh, wow. You know, did a few things. Huh. And uh, one day he asked me, he said, so what are you in for? And I said, what are you talking about? And he said, well, you're here for community service. So what did you do? <laughs> and I said, I'm not here for anything I did. You know, I, I'm, I'm here for ministry. Yeah, I'm yeah. trouble. And he said, man, if I knew that, I would have just had you shadow one of our pastors. I thought you were in trouble. So he said, come to this thing we have called Liberty Church Network Lunch, LCN. Um, he said, that's a great place for you to meet some of our pastors. So I, I went to uh, the, the, the luncheon. And Sean, Pastor Sean walked in and actually sat next to me. And we just started talking and he found out um, my background and I was working, I was in school. And so he actually invited me down to his office uh, Mm. to talk. And uh, we went out to eat, just kind of get a feel for each other at Chick-fil-A. And um, after that, I, he invited me back to Coastal um, just to, talk things out. I walked in, Pastor Andrew Oates was standing at the door. Mm. The first thing he said to me was, hey, you want a job? I didn't, (laughs) we didn't really introduce ourselves. It was, are you Marcus? Hey, you want a job? I was like, yeah, okay. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Yeah. So uh, he said, hey, we're looking for somebody to run our fourth and fifth grade ministry. Mm. Can you, can you do that? And And so I was like, cool. There was this white beat up pickup truck that the church owned. We got in that car and drove to Chick-fil-A and that's where my interview was <laughs> for Hostel in that pickup truck on the way to, uh, <laughs> and so we got in the car, we had the interview and um, October 9th, uh, almost five years ago, was when I started 
at Coastal. So I, I did not come. I didn't apply. I didn't mm-hmm. come here looking for a job. I just, I came here to serve and clean up. Yeah. Um, and God worked it out from there. Man. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's good. Of course, it had to involve Chick-fil-A, you know. I know, right? Everybody over here. So. Oh, yeah. The Lord's yeah. chicken, man. That's the right. Lord's chicken. <laughs> yeah. Man, well, that's awesome. That's so cool of just how you were able to, you know, you didn't just come here with, you know, a bunch of big degrees or a huge long resume of everything. It's like you came here to serve that's and it. that's how you started out. And that's how you're continuing to do now at Hampton. And uh, I know we're being able to talk about some ministry opportunities down there and uh, before we started the podcast this morning. And it's really exciting to see what's going on there and everything. But um, has there been anything uh, special, just kind of out of the ordinary, something that you've just loved being a part of the Hampton campus? Honestly, we've it's such a community church. It's a neighborhood mm-hmm. church. When we got there, they had about 15 people. Um, and when we adopted the campus, uh, a few people came from Yorktown. But now it's at a point where people are walking to the church. Mm-hmm. We're seeing people from the community wow. that live down the street. Um, I would say the majority of Hampton now is based on the neighborhood. Wow. And so just to see Man. how God is touching the lives of people in the neighborhood is, is just, it's really awesome to see. People aren't, we don't have to use or get members from other campuses to help it grow mm. anymore. It's just strictly neighborhood church yeah. or neighborhood um, um, community people that, you know, from around the area. So it's it's really cool to see. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's cool too, to just be able to even stand at the church and be able to see coming out of, see people coming out of their doors and, yeah. you know, just it helps to people just understand the area and want to serve and want to bless and love their community and um, share the love of Christ with them. And so, man, well, that's awesome. Um, So I guess connecting to uh, Nehemiah, as we're going to talk about the message today, last week we were talking about Nehemiah chapter four and uh, how uh, God prepared the people for the opposition and how Nehemiah was able to lead them there. And this week we're going to see how the Lord was able to uh, guide Nehemiah through some financial issues with the people and some sin of oppression and various things like that. And um, But before we get into that, uh, Pastor Marcus, would you share a couple points of the message you're going to preach this coming week? Yeah, so Nehemiah 5 is really interesting. Um, the biggest thing I got out of it as, as far as the beginning of the message is unity. There was a famine, um, and it the a lot of the builders were um, suffering financially, and it yeah. reached a point where they were even selling their children. Mm. You know, it caused bitterness amongst themselves, mm. and it was because of all of the things that were going on um, in that time. Mm. And so, what we're seeing is we're seeing the issues of the world affect uh, the ch- God's chosen people. Mm. Yeah. And so the first thing I want to address is, you know, times really haven't changed. You know, the world, there's so many issues right now. We got inflation. You know, there's so many different laws being passed that really can harm the family, the mm. God structure of the family. Um, things that can cause those that are poor to stay poor, mm. those that are rich to stay rich. And so that's the world. That's the issues of the world. And we can't allow those issues to hinder our growth as the body of Christ. We're supposed to be unified. And so in this passage, they were allowing outside harm to come in, yeah, outside damage to come in. And so um, 
we're supposed to stand firm, mm-hmm. you know, and um, stand together as one body. And so Nehemiah really, uh, because he, he shows generosity, you know, and he's generous to those uh, that are in need. And uh, that's a great example of how we should treat one another, mm, you know. Yeah. And so, um, and then um, I would say the last part that uh, stuck out to me was noticing how Nehemiah lived that he was a cupbearer. Mm. You know, he had all the riches and, you know, it was, I wouldn't, it was a job that had comfort, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, a cupbearer, they have to test, they have to drink the food or drink the the wine and right. the food, make sure it's not poison. So there's some stress that comes yeah, with that. for sure. <laughs> but overall, he was compensated oh, yeah. well, yeah. you know, and so, um, but he didn't, he didn't cling to that, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's something that um, I believe caused the bitterness and and the disunity amongst the other Israelites as they were clinging to those materialistic things. Yeah. And I see the gospel in that. That's what Philippians 2 is all about. You know, Jesus did not cling to the fact that he was God. Mm. You know, he emptied himself. You know, he knew he was God, but he made himself of no reputation. He took on the form of a servant, mm. you know, and it also reminds me of what Paul said two chapters later when he talks about being content. You know, that's what Philippians 4.13 is all about. We we use that as like motivational <laughs> right. verses. Put it on a gym. Yeah, <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, you know, right, right. We use that. Um, I've seen people at the gym with that tattooed on them. Yeah. They're pushing those weights and I can do all things. And, yeah. and it's, that's cool. You know, we can do all things through Christ, through his, through his power and strength. But this scripture is in reference to being content. Right. You know, Paul, the verse before he talks about, I know what it's like to have uh, nothing, yeah. but I also know what it's like to have everything, right. you know? And so, uh, but Christ outweighs all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the day, um, that's the mind of Christ to, yeah. to empty yourself uh, and take on the form of a servant, not mm-hmm. cling to the riches of this world and materialistic things. But if if he didn't cling to the riches of heaven, mm. you know, and he took on the form of a servant. How much so should we yeah, take that's good. the form of a servant here and not cling to the rich? And so when you focus on Christ, you can you can still be unified and love one another, even in an inflation, yeah. even when things aren't going well financially. Mm. You know, at the end of the day, our foundation is Christ, not money. Right. You know, and so even in, um, yeah, so even in my personal life, man, I, you know, I, I've all, I remind my wife, my wife reminds me, our view of money is it's just money. Yeah. It's just money. It's right. here one day and gone the next. Yeah. But Christ is eternal. That's right. And so that's pretty much the, the basis of the, the message for yeah. Sunday. Yeah. That's good, man. Yeah. Focusing on the true riches yeah. and understanding what it's really about and I mean, yeah, Nehemiah, like you said, he he was that cupbearer, so he did have that comfort, and um, the king was able to give him, you know, finances and resources to take, and he was able to you see in the end of the chapter how he has a a huge dinner party and invites everybody over, and um, but he still, you know, he was generous in that way, but and he lived it out, but he didn't, you know, charge the people, yeah, oppress them like yeah. the others were doing, and I think it's so true with us just 
uh, us as you know ministry leaders and the small group leaders here on the podcast that are listening. It's just we're leaders in the church, and so if we want to encourage those in our group or those that we're leading to be faithful with their money and their resources, then uh, Pastor Marcus, like you were saying, we have to live that out like Christ did to surpass those riches because we know that in the end it, it'll be worth it and everything. Yep. But man, isn't that so hard to do though? Oh, especially yeah, like as you're talking about with inflation and things like that. I know I was uh, I was I got to spend some time with my family this weekend and everything and. Uh, my mom was like, man, I'm sorry. You know, like growing up, the house costs this much or you know, yeah. something costs yeah. this much. Yeah. And not to get into that or anything, but, um, but yeah, just different times. But, you know, the word stays true throughout the entire time. And so what we're supposed to do with our money hasn't changed. So, um, but yeah, that's good. So are there, I know we've kind of talked about some uh, money mainly and how we live uh, with what Christ has given us, but are there some theological principles found in this passage? Uh, to share too? Theological principles. Um, I would go first off back to ultimately the, the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, again, seeing how Jesus had it all, you know, being the son of God, the co-creator of the world. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of, you know, his verse, I mean, his uh, prayer in John 17, you know, Jesus, I love that, that prayer because it's always a reminder that Jesus was more than just a man. He always talks about sharing the glory or, that they once had, you know, in, 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 uh, when he's praying Gethsemane. And it's just like hearing words like that is like, this Jesus is God. Yeah. You know, he's not just a man. He is right. God. He, is, he was the co-creator of the universe. He had it all. He was in heaven. He, was, he had all those riches. He had everything you could want and more. But he gave all of that up, mm. you know, and that's that's the gospel. There's so much. I mean, the study of God is all up in there, you know, and, yeah. and so you see the humility of Christ. You see the humility of God as he gives all that up to come to this broken, dark, filthy world, mm. you know, and and he was born in a stable. Yeah. You know, talk about giving up riches and not being materialistic. Yeah. He, that's low. He did. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't born in a, in a mansion to the governor or the emperor. Mm-hmm. He was born in a, in a stable to, you know, middle-class parents, yeah. you know? And so, and he grew up, um, Bible says that he was tempted at all points, you know? And so he was tempted to cling to that stuff. He was tempted to pay attention and focus, um, on money and all of the materialistic things. But again, he chose the will of the Father. Yeah. He submitted to the will of the Father. Um, he quoted scripture when he was tempted, you know, and so that that's the power of God's word. And um, God's word is, it is the only infallible written word of God, you know. Mm-hmm. And so um, I would say, again, lean on scripture, mm-hmm. you know. It, it's, it's, a, it's a book of people that understand where we are yeah. in these times. And it shows how God walked with them, how God grew them, how God provided for them. And ultimately, uh, it points to Jesus, who ultimately knows how we feel, get right. tempted at all points. And so, um, and then, of course, taking on the wrath of the Father, um, 
for our sin because we cling to that stuff mm-hmm. and that's yeah. sin. You know, we were, we were idolatrous to that stuff, mm-hmm. but Jesus took on that punishment on the cross. And then of course he defeated that through his bodily resurrection. And so ultimately I would say it's the gospel yeah. that, that I look to when, when I'm in this situation, Yeah, you know, what the, the old line, what would Jesus do? Yeah. What has Jesus done? Right. You know? Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. And, and two, we've got, you know, as we, if you are a born again believer and as we lead out in small groups this week and as we have uh, everybody in our groups and stuff, as we're thinking about that, we can't be able to handle our money effectively for the kingdom if we aren't a part of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And so as you've been talking about with the gospel, I mean, if, if there's some some issues this week with people really understanding the the generosity and this issue of, you know, clinging to uh, to finances and things like that, I mean, really do press that question. I yep. think it would be, you know, great as we're heading into week five of small groups just to really get a spiritual temperature of everybody yep. and just see where they're at because it's awesome if they can come every week and answer some questions because they read the chapter or because they showed up on Sunday. But more than just how are we handling money and how are we stewarding, where are we going to be for eternity? Absolutely. Because at the end, that's what matters and that's what we've been talking about. But uh, Pastor Marcus, before we go, is there any like just kind of last little statement? Kind of, I know you've, this whole time has been so good. It's been filled with applications. It's been awesome. Yeah. But do you have like one kind of just line to, we'll drop the mic or something like that before we head out. <laughs> Honestly, it just goes right back to money. It, yeah. It, I, I can't say it enough. It's just money. Yeah. It's That's just true. money. It doesn't matter how much you make a year, mm-hmm. it, whether you're making six figures or six cents. That's right. It's just money. Yeah. God is the ultimate provider. Money does not provide. God does. Amen. And so um, my prayer is that we would lean on Christ. We would look to Christ and we would lean on the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit and confess our dependency upon him, yeah. not money, because again, it's just money. So that would be my my closing point just for this podcast. Just remember it's paper. Yeah. It's just money. Right. God is the ultimate provider. Mm. That's good. That's good. And and two, uh, we're going to have this as a resource at the bottom of the questions for y'all, but also uh, we will have a Financial Peace University class that will be taught uh, up here. I believe it's January 9th. It's a Monday night at six o'clock. And Jordan Barnett, our finance guru, the wonderful guy that helps us all out, um, he will be teaching that class. It's a nine-week class. And so if there are some concerns or if people just want to understand how they can be able to steward the money that God has given them more effectively for uh, their lives and for the kingdom, then definitely plug them to that class. We'll have a sign-up link coming soon. and um, But yeah, that'll be a re- just a quick reminder here on the podcast today for that. But so as we close out, we've been talking about money today. And as we prepare for how we need to steward money and just have this right perspective, uh, I just want to read this verse before we close out. Matthew 6, 19 through 21 says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasure on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. We'll catch you all next week. Thanks, guys.